Okay, guys, welcome back. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about the new law that passed. Well, it still needs to be approved. Um, is the SB 145 new law. Um, and I think it all started on Sunday, not Monday. It was Sunday that it started. I started seeing all over social media um, about that there was a vote out of six out of two or something like that that uh, voted for um, um, adults could have consent or not uh, have sex with younger people like mm -hmm. 10 year olds and stuff like that and I, I for myself i wasn't shocked yeah it was kind of like the way the articles were written yeah about it i was in shock because i have four nieces they're all girls and for mm -hmm. me it's like touch my little girls and see right. i'm gonna go to jail mm -hmm. even if i have to go for for life mm -hmm. that shotgun been gonna be put to use mm -hmm. i have to okay okay anyway so um so honestly i just felt like okay what is this world coming to what's happening what's this new law right what it passed under our noses we didn't even know about exactly like, yeah i was like what what when is you, when you sent me the, it this morning i was like what is she talking about so early and, yeah. yeah yeah so i was just in chalk like i was like how can they do this to our children like i'm i'm protect my kids like they're not mine but i consider them mine because that's how much i love them right of course and so i felt like you know what this is wrong and i just didn't feel right with in me right so um little by little i started do i uh, started doing some research and then to and i've been seeing a lot of people posting articles about it that who voted for it and things like that but i kept looking for that article uh for the new log and i couldn't find it i just couldn't find it right until today and the reason why i wanted to find it today because when i woke up this morning i saw someone put um a post about that senator who passed that law, mm -hmm. who, who was for that law, who created that law. Right. And he, they portrayed him to be, um, let's say it, all gay. Yeah. Right? Like, he was... Like he was a, at a gay pride event in like a leather gear outfit and, you know, with his partner or with somebody. Yeah. And he know. was standing with that lady who is... And then he was in another picture next, standing next to uh, Camilla Harris. That, exactly. You know, so I was like, okay, this is funny. Mm -hmm. Something's funny about this picture. You know, they're trying to pinpoint it with the LGBTQ community. So they're like as if that's their ag agenda. Yeah. You know, so that's why I was like, OK, something's happening that I need to go do my own research and not right. be a follower to other people. So I did. Right. So basically is what it is that no, the laws are not changing for the heterosexual men. If right. you're having if you have sex with a minor, it is statutory rape. You will be registered. Nothing's changing. You cannot have sex with younger kids. You just can't. Right. This is basically for the LGBT community, Q community. I always re forget that one. <laughs> yeah. It's about them who want to have the same right as the heterosexuals do. Mm -hmm. Right? Because what comes down to it, a, a heterosexual, if he is 19 years old, let's say, he has a girlfriend, she's 17 years old, he has sex with her, he doesn't have to register as a sex offender. Yeah, it's statutory rape, but since it's consensual, it's not, it's, it's okay because it's consensual and he's not having to be registered as a sex offender yeah. or be charged with statutory rape. Yeah, they go to court, the judge says, okay, no, you don't have to register, right? right. However, if you are a gay man having sex with uh, same age, 19 years old, having sex with a 17-year-old, they forcefully have to register as a sex offender. Right. Because 
of the type of sex, sex that they're that having. Is, yeah. Which is anal sex or oral sex. Yeah, exactly. So that's what this guy, um, how do you say, um, um, he's trying to change the law. Right. He's basically trying to have the same equal. So he's, it basically turns out that it makes it so that the judges have discretionary powers for both sides, that it's equal, that they have to do it the same way. Exactly. So I don't want people to get alarmed. Um, do your research. You know, um, I want to bring peace to this. And also, it's not a concrete law. Right. It hasn't passed. It still needs to go to the our governor. He needs to approve it or he yeah. dismisses it. Yeah, like like when you and it's like how Rose is saying, like do your research, read it slowly, read it carefully, read the article two or three times so you understand it. Because when the one that you sent me this morning, I read it really quick and you know what? It read like that. It did read like, Oh my god, what the hell is going on? Yeah. You know, but when I went back and I read it and I put in the commas and I put in the periods yeah. where they're supposed to go. I'm like, oh, that's not what this is supposed to be. Yeah, it makes sense. They're making it sound like this. Yeah. You know, they're making it sound like a total, like, you know, LGBTQ agenda, you know, set up for something more, you know, sinister. Yeah. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this, put a pause in our earlier podcast and actually tackle this conversation, right? Because not only is about what happened this week about this law, but also months ago, the I saw a lot of uh, on social media that the LGBTQ community was trying to adapt the P for what was the name for? Uh, uh, pedosexual. Pedosexual. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. So, and I thought to myself, what? Why are they? why would they so i asked my friend adam and i asked him is this true hi adam um is this true because he's active in the in the gay community he he all that's that's his community he knows what's going on so what did you want to say about this do you know anything about this actually when you you, i heard about it once because i saw a ted talk and i barely watched the ted talk for like 10 minutes oh yeah that's where it started yeah it's a disorder was so absurd it was so absurd. It's a disorder. Yeah, it's a disorder. But then you're going to have to say that being gay is a disorder as well. And it's not. So, you know, and then you're going to end up saying the whole LGBTQ idea is a disorder in its own. So you're telling a whole uh, sexual gender of people that they're a disorder. They're not a human being. They're not regular. They're not normal. They're not just like you and me. They're a disorder. They're a special case. Yeah. But hey, if I have a disorder, bring on the disability money because i'm ready for it (laughs) but you know what i did some research and like i told you earlier today they've been trying to say this about the uh lgbt community since 1993 that you guys were trying to adapt that p since then i i know a lot of gay men and i know a lot of their stories and you know they i feel like the community, the LGBTQ community, is not about that kind of lifestyle. You know, if anything, like, most of our trauma comes from having been born or raised into having a pedophilic trauma put in on us. Yeah. So I don't understand why that same community would allow it or want to be associated with that yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. It, it's absurd. It's it's completely absurd and Do you feel offended by it? I do feel offended. I feel offended by it and because that's I wasn't uh molested or sexually offended as a child or anything like that. You know, but it, it's it's not part of who I am. Mhm. So 
I, I don't I feel like to have that stereotype on me as a gay man yeah you know and then to have the p added on like oh it is a stereotype oh they're all through it or or you know it's not right it's not something that i would go for yeah a lot of people assume that that's what happened and that's why you become gay yeah or lesbian so but i'm glad we're straightening this out i don't want nobody to panic you know what i mean i want to like this is my podcast to bring peace to everybody so i feel like a news anchor though <clears throat> bienvenido a unveil <laughs> you know what i mean like so i just wanted to clarify <laughs> that <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like a duty um to just let's duty. not huh you said duty <laughs> no but sorry <laughs> yeah you know okay so before when i left off on the other podcast earlier today uh-huh. uh, i was about to ask you some questions so we'd never finish those questions so now i want to ask okay, let, you those questions let's, ask, let's go to those questions but i think i lost it let me see hold on um no i didn't okay let me turn the page let's start with this one can you hear the page <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay how old were you when you felt or knew you were gay um i i believe i was like six or seven years old i was in the second grade oh yeah. how did you know though um well Ooh, girls have cooties no it was like uh <laughs> like i was i was adorable as a kid and like there was this <laughs> there was this girl that was always chasing after me and i just like i was kind of like eh but then there was also like the coolest kid in class yeah that Everybody wanted to go and play soccer with him, but he always wanted to play with me. So, like, it, like, it just, like, like, see, like, there's that point. Was it Juanito? It wasn't Juanito. <laughs> His name was Randy, actually. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but anyways, it was just, like, that's how I kind of knew. I didn't know what it was called, though. Yeah. I didn't have shame on it. So, I didn't know what it was called, though. Okay. Then that was going to ask, I was going to ask you that same question. Um, uh, did you see it as a good thing or a bad thing and why? Well, I, I, I couldn't see it as a bad thing or a good thing. I know it felt good. I know it felt like tingly, tingly, and everything, <laughs> you know, or exciting, you know, because I had a similar situation with the girl that was chasing after me, and it wasn't exciting. You were popular. Look it at was, you. Yeah, you know, it wasn't ex- it wasn't exciting. But when it was came to Randy, it was just like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll meet you after school, kind yeah. of thing, exciting, yeah, you know, and. Yeah, like second grade, like right, and so it's. So just, you were little, so you didn't know. I was little. I didn't know. I thought it was just, you know. When did normal. you start feeling that it was bad? When I started to hear it being taunted that like like faggot and gay lord and mm. things like that like were bad. Yeah. And it was associated with liking the same sex. Yeah. And so that's when I that's when the shame started to come up about it. Yeah. And you know, like you know, and shame develops with everything, like how like liking a girl when. When your family teases you, like, oh, like, you hey, like, yeah, like, that's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the rise of shame on who yeah. you like and your, your sexual identity at such a young age. Like, that shame arises for everybody. Do you think that's why you uh, went into the closet? Yeah, and that's how, that's how, with that shame coming up, that just takes one step into the closet and more events after that, like abuse at home or verbal abuse at home or verbal yeah. teasing at home, more steps into the closet. You know, hearing family members talk about gay people in a certain way, like, that's more steps into the closet. You know? Yeah. Like, so, depending on how much of that verbal trauma someone goes through, is probably how long it takes for them to come out of the closet. Yeah. Or how fast they come out of the closet. Yeah. 
I think I asked this questions to the audience earlier, but I just wanted to repeat it kind of like, do you want them to be out in the open, even though it makes you feel uncomfortable? Or do you want them to be in the closet to make you feel comfortable? You know, don't you want to be, don't you want honesty from people then, or yeah. to like to be lied about? You exactly. Know? Because is that even really a real friendship? Yeah. Like, like let them why, be. That's why I told you when we were kids, yeah. when we were in high school, like, I'm like, if somebody's going to like me, they're going to like me because of me and who yeah. I am. Not who I'm trying no. to hide or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, next question. Uh, what has been your experience with Christian people other than me? Don't include me. Oh, my God. No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, like, I think because I've always been my authentic self, um, which took years to do, um, I think because I've always been my authentic self with people, um, I've always had a positive uh, reciprocation from them. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing if they're Christian or not, you know, I feel like it's always been some way positive because I've always been positive. Yeah, whatever you put out there will come back. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I've never had like a door closed on me before or sneered looks because I looked gay. You know, probably because I look Mexican, but... <laughs> Pobrecito. Not, I know, right? <laughs> but not because I looked gay or you know because i had a, like some kind of gay pride thing on me that i was pushed away for something yeah I and i, and I really want to put it out there i think i did it earlier but just to make sure double check um when i'm speaking about christian uh i'm i'm speaking about and everybody like if you're catholic mormon you know mm-hmm. jehovah witnesses i'm i'm speaking about everybody who believes in christ basically mm-hmm. it does it's not just about uh pentecostal it's everybody i'm talking about everybody you know what uh when you're on that because you're on that subject like like, I never felt like God never loved... I never felt that God didn't love me because I was gay. Yeah. I never felt that at all. Because I grew up with... with um, I had this aunt, this Thea, and her name was my... Th- her, she was my Thea Yefa. And she was, like, this godly woman of a woman. Like, she yeah. had the presence. Yeah. And she was so amazing. And so, when she told you God loves you... Like, hey, remember, God loves you. Like, in her little way, that she would personally come up to you and tell you that out of nowhere. You felt it. You felt it. Like, if she went up there and told God, you're going to love him. (laughs) And God said, okay. (laughs) Like, you know, like, it it was like that that kind of feeling, you know. And so, no matter what, no matter the teasing, the bullying, whatever, I always knew that God loved me because my Thea Yepha told me so. You see, that's the way I want to be. Like, I want people to know that they know because I'm, I'm not only telling them, but I'm showing them. Yeah. That's how it, it is. Don't just tell someone, show them. Exactly. You know, be the example, be that person. And even she knew I was gay. Yeah? She, she just knew, knew I was gay before I even told anybody. <gasps> she tell you that no, or when you told her? No, I didn't tell her or anything. She knew I was gay because she would get me little, like, and sync and Backstreet Boy things, <laughs> right? I was like in seventh or eighth grade. I didn't even come out to almost like I was a sophomore, I think. Or, yeah. Right. That was your like, phone. No, but like she knew she would give me like little N sync and Backstreet Boy things yeah. and stuff like on the side, and I was just like, how does she know? Yeah. But you know that was even be- that was before anything. So. You know what? Um, it's funny because for some reason there's some people they could just see through people. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm one of those, like, I could just see through things. I could see through people. Like, yeah. and it's, in spiritual terms, they call it a spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, kind of, you could see it, you know? And then what you do with that knowledge, it's up to you, basically. Yeah. And I choose to just be nice. Yeah. You know, respectful. But if I see something bad in you, mm-hmm. I'm walking away. I'm like, I don't know you, bye. I'm just like, ooh, you stink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. <laughs> 
Um, do you ever get questioned by your peers for believing in God? No, I think they admire me because my belief in God and my spiritual terms and practice are so strong. Yeah, they like that. that that they like that they i get a constant question of like why are you so happy or why are you the way that you are Mm -hmm. and it's like what you believe in oh come on now it's all about what you believe in yeah that's a good one i like that okay um i have other questions from other people i think um okay so can you speak on high substance abuse used in high suicidal numbers in the lgbtq community yes So, <laughs> so like, Answer Adam. like it's, they go hand in hand. So, you know, so you take like scenario, like, thank God it didn't happen to me that way that I was pushed yeah. out. Cause you but, had me. But, ah, like I had you, but like when I was a kid, like my mom didn't talk to me right away. You know, yeah. like I got, I started, I started to get pushed away from that. And, you know, prior to that, I did everything with my mom. Yeah. You know, but, you know, that's the way that she, I, and knowing at a young age already, too, just knowing that, that whatever way that she was going to handle it was the way that she was going to handle it. And yeah. I couldn't get mad at that. Yeah. You know, all in, all that mattered was that I was being truthful. Yeah. So. You're being honest. You know, like, it, it's, so the high rate of drug use or suicide rate, it goes hand in hand because you start to be disconnected from your family, your family, your, your community, yeah. your unit. And, and that's what human beings are. We're family unit yeah. beings, you know? Um, and so like the, the, the association with addiction and high suicide rate or depression, you know, all coincides with the disconnection from your family unit. Yeah. You know, and the only remedy for that is connection. Yeah. You know, so and you lose that source, so you want to, you know, feel that emptiness. Yeah, exactly. And you know, in the gay community or the LGBT community, the the best thing about it is that when that kind of stuff happens, when your family disowns you and your family pushes you away, the main thing to be aware of is that you can always create your own family. Yeah. Like you create your own family because family is more than just blood. Family is experiences. Family is taking care of each other. Family is relating to each other. Family is being there in that person's shoes Mm -hmm. because you were there years before. Like, you know, and you share that community. And that's why it's so strong, I believe, that because we've all come from an area where we were pushed out and kicked off to the side in some way. And, you know, we went through the struggle of getting on our own and going through our own shit, you know, feeling on our own. And come to find in the end that we have a community. Yeah. And you know, that's why we have pride events. Because yeah. that's what the pride is for. To gather you guys together and be like, you're not alone. Exactly. Okay. Um, next question. That's going to be for the both of us. Okay. Okay. Don, don, don. Adam and Rossi. It's Lady Rose. Now, just kidding. Lady Rose, girl. Get it right. <laughs> just Give me that mic. No. Despite your different lifestyles, what connects you to? Oh my god! Food. I'm kidding. Food. Um, the buffet, uh, hometown buffet, um, <laughs> Golden Corral. <laughs> there you go. Um, a lot of things. A lot of things. I think that we went in stages in our lives that we connected somehow, some way. Like when we were younger, mm-hmm. we were gorditos. We lo- we knew. We were, yeah, we were gorditos and stuff. And, and we had a lot to talk about. And- yeah, like we had friends. But I just didn't care for people. Yeah. You know, so I kind of, you know, just, I'm more of a, as long as I have one friend, I'm cool. Exactly. You know, and you were that friend. Hey. Hair flip. 
<laughs> and then our next stage when I stopped going to church in my early 20s, we were partying all the time. Mm-hmm. All our 20s, I think we partied. Yeah, but you, you know, okay, this is what I think holds us together the most. Is that I think that we've always had a strong connection in what we believe in. Mm-hmm. And like our our friendship allowed us to breathe our beliefs towards each other and yeah. not feel pressured to have to believe the same thing. Yeah. Like the respect. Yeah. The, the respect, respect that we have other. for each other. Yeah. And I think that, you know, everything trickled down from there. Yeah. Like, okay, it's, we're good. We're good. Like she's. He not, respects me. I respect her, and I that mutual respect just just that was our foundation, basically. Mm-hmm. Just mutual respect and communication. Even though we roll our eyes on each other sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or say like "Hurry up!" and just like, oh, he's dating this one. Oh my god. Ah! Like, whatever, Adam. Or, yeah, but we still you know, have you that. You hardly c- ever do anything wrong. Don't say that. Don't don't do that. Just because I'm the sinner. No, <laughs> don't, don't even go there. This guy. Um, but yeah, I think uh, what connects us together is the fact that I think we respect each other and what we believe in. And I think we have a lot of moral values in common. Yeah, then we think, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I like that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, what was that? I see individuals. <laughs> oh, uh, Alexa. <laughs> she's listening to our guys alexa stop (laughs) sorry this they're honest Mm -hmm. anyways but yeah so i just wanted to clarify that i wanted to finish our conversation i wanted to (laughs) wait do you think alexa was rolling her eyes the whole time when she was listening to us (laughs) no i think they're probably tapping on us probably i know okay anyways so yeah so i just wanted to conclude it with you know setting things straight you know, um, just clarifying some things because there's a lot of things that are rising up and I don't know the reason for it, but let's just clarify it. Exactly. You know, let's let's do our studying. Let's do our research and, you know, do, do your research. Read two or three, four articles on the same topic from different news sources. If you could read social media's posts, you, you go could, to the news, go to the news. Come on, come Google on, News, Apple News. You can see this, see all that stuff. See it from the real Sources. Or even your local news. Like, you know, come on. Like, like, and make sure you look at the date, too, when the article was posted. Because some of you guys be posting shit that happened, like, six years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, do you want to end it? Do you want Do you have a conclusion to this? I think that was it. Like, just do your research. Like, be knowledgeable. You okay. Know, get it. You know, I think, you know, these two podcasts were amazing on the subject and topic. And thank you for letting me speak my opinion on it. Okay, and another conclusion. Do you have a conclusion about our topic? About the LGBT community and the Christian community? I think... Um, I, always keep, I keep skipping the cue. <laughs> I think the remedy for that is just to have mutual respect and understanding because the mutual respect and understanding need to happen because the values are there. We just need to have the communication to yeah. see that. Yeah. Like, oh, you see, you believe what I believe. You want a family, too? I want a family, too. Yeah. Oh, you create, like, it's just, it's there. We all want the same shit. Yeah, just different ways. Yeah. And let's just respect our different ways, like, you know. Exactly. Kumbaya, man. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. One love. 
All right. So this is it, guys. Um, have a good night. And that's it. We're out. Bye.